0: the, 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 hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendEncouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall. My name is Blend and I count it an honor and a privilege to be here with you on the 12th episode of our podcast. Well, what's coming up is we have been taking a look at who God says we are in our series, The Call According to His Purpose. So we're going to continue doing just that. So take an opportunity, everybody, to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Bling Courage Is You is coming to you with a call according to his purpose. That's what's coming up next. right, family. Well, before we get into our study this week, let me go ahead and address the folks that are new to the podcast. So listen, if you are new to the podcast and new to this series, if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to parts one and two, it's a good idea if you go and listen to those two parts first prior to listening to part number three. You can just head back out to blendcouragesyou.com. Go under Series and Specials and you should see the podcast listed right there for your listening enjoyment. And you'll also see the notes as well. As a side note, you can also listen to the podcast on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Then you can just loop back, check out part three and go from there. Now if you don't have time to go back to parts one and two, no problem whatsoever, stay here and listen to part three and then um, you can go back and check out parts one and two when you have some time, okay? All right. So family, as we get ready to go into this week's episode, Uh, Last time, and really the last couple of times, the Lord has been leading me to remind all of us that we have to continue to stay grounded. And remember that grounded is a builder's term. It means to be securely attached to something. We want to be grounded or securely attached to our foundation, and that is Jesus. And we also want to be rooted and that means having deepness in who God says that we are rather than just being tossed about with what the world says, the adversary, TV, magazines, movies, your family, Bubba Nam and, and, and Mama Nam all of those that may mean well, yet their opinions may just be contrary to the will of God and in many cases they are especially when we're talking about the world and movies and things like that so being grounded and rooted in Christ is going to help establish our identity so that we're not tossed to and fro when the adversary and this world brings us challenges on that wise What we talked about over the past couple of weeks is in Romans chapter 8. This is who God says we are in him. We are no longer condemned. We are walkers in the spirit. We are sons and children of God. We are heirs and joint heirs. We do suffer. Yet we are the called according to his purpose. We were predestinated for this, justified, glorified. We are so loved by God. We are more than conquerors and we are not separated from the love of God. There is so much more that God says about us and who we are in him. Let's Coattail on what we know in Romans chapter 8 and take a look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So let's focus in, family, on a chosen generation. So looking at the word chosen, it means elect, choice, selected. And in biblical commentaries, it says chosen out by God for the rendering of special service to him. Now, I want to get across to you how precious and special you are to God. This really, BCU family, is not to be taken lightly. When we think about what our final destination was and how God called and chose us, and with his grace, we responded to his call, we should rejoice and serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Amen. So what we can do here now is let's talk about some biblical examples of chosen so we can continue to be encouraged and stay on the wall. So going back to our study a few weeks ago in the book of Ruth, and you can also check that series out on BlaineCouragesYou.com as well, we have to include Naomi. Yes, 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 Naomi. If we think back to Ruth chapter one, after Naomi and her daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah, they all lost their husbands. Naomi decided to go back home to Bethlehem and urged her daughters-in-law to stay in their home birthplace of Moab to find rest with their new husbands. She was hoping that they would marry again. And that's in the book of Ruth, chapter one, right around verse nine. While Orpah went back to her people and her gods with a small g, that's in verse 15 of that same chapter, where she would live comfortably and be back home with what was familiar. What Ruth did, she stayed with Naomi. And the reason why is Ruth must have saw something in Naomi. She felt compelled to leave the comfort of her country, the familiarity of the worship that she knew, take on a mother-in-law, exchange certainty for uncertainty, face poverty and possible rejection and assault in a new land, all because Naomi lived in such a way that Ruth wanted to serve Naomi's God. And that's in verse 16 of Ruth chapter 1. And we know that God is the one and only true God. So Naomi, everyone, was chosen to bring this one soul out of the darkness of idol worship and into the marvelous light of one God, and think about that in accordance to us. did we not trade the darkness uh, of what we used to live in, what was comfortable to us? maybe for some of us it was a partying or the drinking or whatever ungodly behavior the sin that we became accustomed to and, and and what we did was take on uncertainty many of us when we got saved about what or who we would lose as friends and family, Um, the poverty that might come about, whether it be financial or emotional, or again, rejection from friends and family, even the assaults from the enemy, because thank God with the free will that he gave us, we made the decision to give our lives to Christ. So similarly to what Ruth did, we did as well, when we came over to the marvelous light of Christ, who was your Naomi? Who was the person or persons that drew you to Christ because of the light of Christ in them? Who witnessed to you about the goodness of God and compelled you to come over unto the Lord's side? Think about that. And we also want to think about who we can be Naomi to in this dark world that we live in now. Amen? Amen. Ah, so let's continue to think about Naomi and look at her light, or her life, rather, under the light of Romans 8, chapter 28. Marriage, abundance, famine, widowed, daughters-in-law gained, sons lost, an elderly woman with a bleak future. Yet in all of that that happened in Naomi's life, Ruth was one to God. She got her rest in Boaz, which is a representative of Christ, due to Naomi's instructions. Naomi also gets taken care of. Ruth becomes great-great-grandmother to King David. That's in Ruth chapter 4 verse 22 and she is named along with boaz in the lineage of christ in matthew 1 chapter 5 and on top of that her story is blessing and encouraging us thousands of years later romans 8 28 is in effect first peter 2 and 9 says we are chosen Naomi was chosen, chosen again to bring this one soul in and much fruit, everyone, was bared after that. From now on, let's choose to be mindful of how your life affects others. You never know who will come to Christ because they see the Lord in your actions, decisions, and attitude. God calls you chosen. All right, next, God calls you equipped. And what we're going to do is take a look at a very familiar person from the Bible, Moses. I know that you all may know the story. Let's look at the backstory for those who feel like you might be too, quote unquote, inadequate to be used by God. Moses was actually supposed to be killed as a baby due to the Pharaoh's instruction to do so as the Israelites were starting to outnumber the Egyptians. And that's in Exodus chapter one. And we're going to go back to that in just a little bit. Moses had a very wise mother who arranged for her infant son to be put into a basket down by the river where Pharaoh's daughter would happen to be and of course the palace became Moses's home and that's in Exodus chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. That's where you'll find the story. While Moses did grow up very privileged, he grew up in the palace of course, at one point in time in his life he did kill an Egyptian and was a fugitive for years. And as a fugitive, he settled down in Midian. And that's verses 11 through 15 in Exodus chapter 3. That also records that while he was tending sheep in the back of Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, Moses heard the voice of the Lord in his fugitive state. Now, everybody, the Lord called chose Moses to lead the Israelites out of bondage. So I want to stop right here and just let you know your background does not matter with God. If he calls you or chooses you to do something, he wants you to do it. So don't let that stop you. So the background didn't bother Moses so much. He had some other excuses or concerns for being called for this huge task. Let's take a look at what those are. Exodus chapter three, verse 11. Moses says, who am I to go to Pharaoh? And the Lord answers, certainly I will be with you. When you bring the people out of Egypt, you will serve me on the same mountain. Verse 13 says, Moses said, "Um, well, who do I say you are? And what do I say when when the people ask your name? God said to him, the God of your father sent me and the I am that I am. Tell them that the I am sent you. This is my name forever and a memorial to all generations. The people will listen to you, Moses. The king's not going to let you go. But I will smite them with all my wonders. You will spoil or overtake the Egyptians. And again, that's Exodus chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. Let me stop right here. Who do we tell people God is in our lives? How do our actions, words, and thoughts line up with what God said? Are we bold enough to tell it or to live out loud? God called Moses and warned him that the king would not let them go, but God would smite them and the Israelites would get the victory. How many times has God called us to something, a ministry, witnessing, doing something for someone? He told us that it would be difficult, but still promised us the victory. Did we lean into that promise or did we try to Get out of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, Moses wasn't quite convinced and he takes his uh, objections into the next chapter of Exodus, chapter four. So chapter four and verse one, Moses says, they, they won't believe me. They will say the Lord didn't come to you. So what God did was he turned a rod that Moses had into a serpent and back again on top of that he had Moses to put his hand in his bosom and his hand was white with leprosy and then he immediately healed him. God also assured Moses that if they did not believe his voice or those first two signs that they would believe the voice of the second sign where Moses was to take river water pour it on dry land and the river water would become blood on the dry land And that account is in verses 2 through 9. So as we apply that to us, what miracle did God do for you? Saved you, kept you before you got saved, after you got saved, blessed you, delivered you. No matter what, we all have a testimony that we can tell getting back into uh, Moses once again, chapter four and verse 10. Now he says to the Lord, I am not eloquent. I'm slow of speech and of tongue. And in verse 11, the Lord told Moses to just go, just go. He assured Moses that he made the mouth and that he would be in his mouth and that he would teach Moses what to say. So applying that to us, God will give us the words to say if we ask him. He saw this moment, whatever moment it is for you to speak, coming way back yonder, and he wants you to do well. We just want to rely on him for every word to tell us. If you do, what you say will just be perfect. All right. So finally, in Exodus 4, chapter 13, getting back to Moses, he finally said, well, Lord, send somebody else. (laughs) All right. And verses 4 through 17 gives this account. Now, God gets a little angry here and he consents to Moses that his brother Aaron can be the spokesperson to the people. But Moses still had to work directly with God and teach Aaron what to say. And also Moses was in charge of the rods and the signs. Moses finally relented and went to do what God told him to do. So the bottom line here is that Moses met with Aaron. They gathered the elders of the children of Israel. Aaron spoke what Moses told, told what God told Moses to say. Moses did the signs, and the people believed bowed their heads and worshiped and you can read all about that and again Exodus chapter 4 verses 28 through 31. Moses did not get out of what God called him to do. He got some help but had to do the heavy lifting. We can cry and pout and carry on and pray all day but when God says I chose you to do it You will not get out of it. Ask me how I know. (laughs) Yes, it happened to me. So listen, God didn't save you for a decorative showpiece. He chose you to do something, whether it be teaching or preaching, ushering, cleaning, taking care of your family, witnessing, whatever it is, God chose you for it and he will equip you accordingly. God calls us equipped. All right, family, it's just about time for us to wrap up our podcast. Before we do, let's leave with some closing thoughts. So 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 reminds us that we are a chosen generation. We've talked about chosen quite a bit. Let's talk about the word generation really quickly. So if you think about it, those of us who are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, according to Acts 2.38, you know what? We are all part of a generation. And it doesn't matter what your age is or where you live, what your background is, what you do for a living, or your ethnicity, because we have Jesus living down on the inside, we're all part of that same generation. Isn't that wonderful? And for those of you who haven't quite gotten there just yet and don't have Jesus down on the inside, you still can be a part of this generation. Acts 238 is where you want to start. You can contact me for further information. So because you are a chosen generation, God didn't choose us just to save us, we all have work to do. And today we look at Naomi and Moses working in full capacity in what God called them to do. Now for my folks that are a little bit more behind the scenes, the Word has got you covered in that. So what I'd like you to do is, is to take a look at the notes for this podcast, The Called According to His Purpose, Part 3. As a bonus, you're going to read about two women who God called for a specific purpose to help save a lot of children. So check out the notes in this podcast to read all about it and be encouraged that God uses people behind the scenes as well as out in front. Amen. Amen. So listen, God calls us to action in all capacities, and I am prayerful that this word has left you excited and renewed to function in the body of Christ on all six cylinders. Yes, we'll have our days where it's going to be tough, just like it was for Moses, but just like God was with Moses, He is with us. Remember that you are called, that you are equipped, and that you are who God says you are. Amen? Amen. God bless you, everybody. And until next time, stay on the wall.